Separated by cosmic cabinets, Brandon, Paul, and Logan are broadcasting the Breakdown Podcast live using their telepathic powers. My name is Brandon Miracle, broadcasting live from the Break Room Arcade. If you look south of me in the video version, you'll see the wonderful and beautiful face of Paul Anderson broadcasting live from the Break Room Clubhouse. If you look to the right of me in the video version, you'll see the wonderful and beautiful face of Logan Wellover broadcasting live from the Break Room Bedroom. Today's episode of the Breakdown Podcast is recorded live on July 9th, 2018. we got a lot to talk about today. I went out to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Paul decided it would be a good idea to watch Love, Simon a second time. He's not wrong. And Logan yeah. has been dabbling in a lot of TV, it looks like. A lot of HBO. A lot yeah. of HBO. <laughs> Gotta get all the use out of that seven-day free trial that I can. I, I'd say you probably did. Yeah, yeah that that uh, those three seasons of three separate shows, yeah, I dirt cheap. I didn't pay a thing. That's good stuff. Very nice. Other price. I had an Amazon Prime subscription, right? Um, so, really quick, if you're a patron, you've got a duty. Uh, duty. If you're at the five-level tier or higher, <laughs> you can suggest podcast topics for the Breakdown Podcast. We will do a podcast uh, for patrons once a month at the end of the month, every month. Um, so make sure you're giving us your Discord or your suggestions in either in our Discord or as a comment to those posts on Patreon itself. Uh, our two patrons have already done that this month, so uh, we're in good shape. We'll let you know what the show will be about and when that episode will be live. So mm-hmm. thank you for doing that, and thank you for your support. If you want to help support us here on Patreon, you can find a link to that in the description on the YouTube, or it's just patreon.com slash thebreakroomarcade. So uh, you can find us all over the internet, social media. Let's get in today's episode. Um, movies and TV for this last week. Uh, for those of you who are Marvel Cinematic Universe fans, you would know that Ant-Man and the Wasp just came out over the weekend. Um, so in preparation for that, I went to Walmart and I bought Ant-Man and I went home with three Blu-rays instead of the one I went for. So, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> it's it's normal for you, right? Yeah, I came home. That's, that's every day. <laughs> I came home with uh, Baby Driver and Michaela wants to see the sequel to Mamma Mia. So I picked up the Blu-ray for the first one. And, and the third one is Ant-Man. You did actually leave with Ant-Man at least, I right? did buy Ant-Man. That It'd happened. It'd be amazing if you went to buy Ant-Man and you left with three Blu-rays, none of which were <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> I, I, okay, side note, I still haven't seen Baby Driver, um, which is, it, I think it's more of a sin that I haven't seen Baby Driver uh, than other people uh, because... Um, my we'll fix younger, that. Well, no, well, my younger brother, this is like his favorite film right and so we're super tight so the fact that i haven't seen it and he said that i need to watch it like a million times um yeah so i think maybe that should be on my list for next week okay i mean if not like and be i have a copy brandon now has a copy you will eventually see oh, that yeah will it's not, not let you get away without seeing it forever it's not a matter of accessibility like i go home and my brother blu-ray and i've been home you know at least like uh, a total amount maybe like two weeks you know in the past like i mean just this year alone i've at least been home that long you know um all scattered about of course so i've had chances Uh, i just i just haven't taken the bite usually because when i'm home i'm usually in a vr headset so that's um, fair 
It's a good trade-off. To comment on Dream Drop, he says, I want to commend whoever created the intro because it gives me a literal heart attack. It's just, it's like the live stream version of kicking down a door. I love it. Logan is responsible for the audio for that. Yeah, I did, well, yeah, but it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. All I had to do is Google some sounds. (laughs) It was really hard. Thwomp sounds. It's it's the audio version of the Kool-Aid, man. You just do a little bit of searching. It took no time at all. Then you just got to push some faders and make it sound like it makes sense. Hey, Logan, can we add the Kool-Aid man to that? Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. We We know you're kidding. Um, I created the video for that, and Paul created the background that you see in that as well. So we all worked together to make that intro. I'm quite, quite proud of it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> chill, Logan. I was joking. We're good. Everything's great. Um, you said <laughs> that the down the download the merch link doesn't work. If you're talking about yeah, the one, on it wasn't which what merch link? In the description of this video. Is it the Redbubble one? I think so. Okay, we'll we'll deal with that. We nobody's ever bought from our Redbubble store. Not even I have. Um, <laughs> so, so don't worry about that. Um, well, we're gonna play. We're gonna figure out merch a little later on. I think we're starting to. Yeah. Don't worry. Things <laughs> are coming. Got to do more discussions about that. Um, as far as Ant Man is concerned, uh, it was. This is the first time I've rewatched the movie since it premiered in theaters. Um, it still I, has Paul Rudd in it. I have a habit of doing that, where I will not watch a movie again for years. Um, I don't know. It saves you a lot of money on like the or like the the DVD because I, I I I'm the same way except I'll actually buy the movie <laughs> and then I just will never watch it. For me, I'll I have just... a whole shelf of just the movies that I bought after seeing them in theaters and then never watch. I just buy the movie like when I'm ready to watch it. Um, that, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because like with Baby Driver, and I know it was cheap when it came out, but I think I got it for under ten dollars. Um, that's a good price. Yeah, I was happy with that. Um, I loved it. You know, I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. Was uh, glad to get a refresher on that before I went to see the sequel because uh, it's a great movie. Um, got to hear it on my sound system. I love just watching Blu-rays on that stuff because, yeah, you know, I'll go to the bathroom like while we're watching and it will just sound like a booming movie theater um, in my basement. It's it's really it's a really great experience every single time. Um, so leading into Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, I saw that Friday night with one of our friends, Dylan. Um, it's interesting. So this is the first movie after Avengers Infinity War. Um, as far as the timeline is concerned, I'll let you guys just watch it. Um, it just it explains itself pretty well. Um, hmm. But this is the first time like we're hanging out with Scott for a while, and Scott has found himself in a predicament. Um, since then, because of what he did with uh, Team Cap in Captain America Civil War. Um, so we're, we open with the repercussions of his involvement in that, uh, which is something I didn't consider like going into the movie. Um, so that was cool. Oh, I think we lost Logan. And now, oh, this is amazing. Paul, in the video version, the bottom image is just a big old version of your face, and you can't see me anymore. <laughs> uh, let me fix that. Uh, I guess here's what I'm going to guess happened. I'm going to guess that Logan kicked his power strip. I was just about to say. <laughs> Good thing I had a backup, except the names are backwards. I mean, it, it keeps rearranging those, so. Yeah. I need to I need to play the video version now to see this, because I, I really want to know. 
Don't worry, I, ha I have like a, a hodgepodge backup plan that I've currently employed. Okay. If someone doesn't meme that, I will be upset. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the direction the movie takes because, uh, mm -hmm. oh, I think we're getting them back. Time to switch back <laughs> over. Uh, I'm glad I had that two-person version of the overlay prepared for situations like this. <laughs> yeah, it was a good call. Um, Did you kick yeah. your power strip? I didn't. Okay. I did No. I was gonna uh, say you came back really core... fast for that. So I'm not. I'm not. I, actually, I just want to go into this, right? Because this is my podcast too. Um, so <laughs> I. Your I'm podcast. not sure exactly what happened, but I before Door shortly cast. before the show, I installed the GeForce Experience, uh, which then I was like, hey, you want to install some drivers? Because your drivers are need to be up to date. And I go, okay, I guess I'll install these drivers. Um, your drivers are need to be up to date. <laughs> right. Uh, so I thank you, Dream Trap. I, I up to date them, and all of a sudden my resolution changes. And like, okay, right now, so I'm like at 900. My screen is 900p. So I've had it set at 900p because that just makes sense. It doesn't make them. I'm trying to like. Uh, and right now, all the, it said it's a 1080, right? So now all the mm. some of the text is really small, and right. and I like this. I like having more space, but I also uh, don't like it on this monitor because that's not 1080p. Uh, but for some reason, that screwed with something, uh, and Discord did not like it, and I actually had to like I couldn't even refresh it. I just had to like kill Discord. And then bring it back. And then I just like I killed like everything else on my computer. I was like, any any of you who are screwing with this, all of you off right now. And We're so happy to have you now back. It's like just Discord. Um, so well, I'm glad you've returned. Tell me about your your weeks. Uh, I was in the middle of talking about Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I'm jealous of Ant Man. I'm and the Wasp. a chance to go see that like this week, and I don't have time to go this weekend. So I don't know when I'm actually going to get a chance to go see that. Well, I would definitely advise that you make time when you can. Um, I want to. Like, Ant-Man's one of my favorite heroes, man. I got to... Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, this... I was about to say, Paul Rudd is my favorite. I loved uh, Ant-Man before character. Paul Rudd was attached to it. <laughs> but once you attach him to the character, like, he got twice as good. He's not my... Ant-Man's not my favorite superhero, but Paul Rudd's my favorite character in the MCU. <laughs> Paul Rudd's my favorite superhero. The actual actor, though, not not his character. Um, so, it, it's interesting following up Avengers: Infinity War with this film because uh, holy tonal shift. Um, you go from dark and dire <laughs> to uh, hilarity, um, and the stakes are not like world breaking. the The adventure that um, Scott Lang goes on is very much a personal one. Um, mm. And the, who's Scott Lang? Ant Man. Paul Rudd. <laughs> no, that's Paul Rudd. Okay, the adventure <laughs> Paul Rudd goes on um, yes! is very much a personal journey and a personal adventure. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot different from Infinity War because the stakes are not worldwide. Um, the stakes are literally only for for him and his group that he's with. Um, I mean, let me ask you this: Just don't even like answer it out loud, so that the people listening can't get be spoiled. But like, blink twice if he finds Jesus. 
Yeah, that kind. Of, that's it's a very very spiritual journey for Ant Man. No, um, some great characters. Uh, not a lot of introductions for characters. You're very much li- dealing with the same pool of characters that are introduced uh, introduced in the first film. Um, just as funny as the first movie, I'd say. One of the things I think was a bit of a, I don't want to sound negative, but a letdown for me is they don't play with the small as much in this movie. I remembered, I guess I don't have to remember it because I just watched it, but Ant-Man, the first movie, the final act, they just like, you know, they go balls to the wall with the the miniature battle at the end of the film you know they're they're fighting on top of a plastic thomas the tank engine that's going around on a toy you know trail mm-hmm. or a, a train track um and you know they'll occasionally like cut out to show you how insignificant the battle is like you'll hear the plastic sound effects of the train rattling and it falls over and it's really <laughs> great um but they don't do a lot of that in this movie there are a couple par- parts they do that with cars and stuff and it's fun there uh, but I wish it would have gone just a little bit further. I haven't seen it, so I can't, like, really refute that too much. But I will say that, like, in the first movie, the only option they had for him was to go small. But since then, he's learned to also grow. So I can kind of see where they have to balance that out more. They can't do just small scale. They have to do more with the scale. Yeah, but the small stuff is the fun part. Like, he's Ant-Man. He's not really big Ant-Man. He's just Ant-Man, right? <laughs> well, so when, like, he, when he goes think... big, he's not Ant-Man. He's Giant-Man. Yeah, but we already have giant characters, kind of. Name yeah, five. People who smash stuff. We they, have, I mean, the Hulk you, is huge. Ma- Mount he's Lady not does not count either. When he expands, but, like, objectively, him being small and crawling around in places and falling off of toy trains, that's objectively the best the best part, right? Not the big stuff, it's the small stuff. But when he... <laughs> here's the thing, when he gets big, everything else shrinks to him. I will so say they, they do play they do play on both ends of the spectrum in terms of his size. Um, there's one scene in particular that was so funny, um... It might be the best scene in the movie for me. And uh, I'll talk more about that once you guys have had a chance to see it. Um, but, oh, my goodness, I I died in the theater. It was so funny. Um, Giant Man and the Wasp doesn't sound like an appealing movie title anyway. <laughs> also, Ant-Man slash Giant Man and the Wasp doesn't work either. Yeah, it was... I My phrasing was uh, the giant Ant-Man. Also, hi, Snow. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's par for the course as far as MCU movies. Doesn't really do anything groundbreaking, but it's fun. Did you so like it more than the first Ragnarok. one? It's good as Ragnarok. Uh, I don't as good as think Ragnarok. I liked it as much as the first one. Um, but that's not to say that I didn't like it. I think I had more fun with the first one because the idea of Ant Man was so new to me. And they mm-hmm. had they had fun like in the filmmaking process with perspective and stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, so that also might play into that as I like the small stuff a little bit more from a visual standpoint. Blink twice if they kill any baby sheep. What this is a brighter film already. Okay. And I'm here. Um, <laughs> the first movie upset me because of that. They made it like they just kind of swept it under the rug. They did that, but they went there, man. And I will not forget. 
Hey man, Paul Rudd is beautiful no matter what size. Hashtag body positivity. Yes. I mean, this is very true. We're just, but it's not about it's not about being beautiful. Logan just hates giant man. What it is about, it's about the comedy and the visual humor and the beautiful idea of just like this little dude running around. He's just really smiling like this. I mean, that's funny. Actually, like, for the first time up, like, on the podcast, we have Ant-Man. <laughs> so, uh, normally I'd save this for the anime segment, um, but I just slotted it under movies because I Might did. As well. Um, so, as I've been talking my weeb stuff for the last few weeks, I've been watching a lot of Naruto. Um, my weeb stuff. My weeb stuff. So, I decided to... <laughs> To pop in the last Naruto the movie, because I had not watched it yet on my 4K speakery setup that I got in my basement. And that is a sound treat for the ears, let me tell you. But also, um, man, that's a great movie. <laughs> uh, you know, it comes at the culmination of the Naruto story right at the end after the uh, manga has wrapped up its story. Um, and it's not, like, a super important story in the timeline as much as it is, like, this is a story fans have been waiting to hear. Um, so it was de- very much directed at Kishimoto's fans and fans of Naruto as a whole. And the movie is also mm. pretty self-indulgent. They're like, this is Naruto, and you're going to cry those weepy tears because you've been a fan for so long. Weepy or weeby? Uh, yes. <laughs> um... I won't talk too much about the the plot of the movie. It's just I I loved watching it again, and uh, it's nice because I've been watching Boruto at the same time. So now I got Boruto to follow it up. So that's that. Oh Is boy, more weeby stuff. It made me I cried actually. I wasn't expecting to, but I came out with tears. <laughs> I mean, how long has it been since seen that movie last? The last time I saw the movie was uh, before we saw Boruto in theaters. Was that when you showed it to me? No, uh, we... Oh, no, not before we saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters a second time because it came to Rockford afterwards. Well, I mean, like, I remember you... Like, the first time I watched the last Naruto the movie was with you. No, I had watched it after that again. Okay. Because we watched it at Michaela's house the day before we went to see Boruto at Showplace 16. Um... Because we had Devin with us, and then I think that was the first time he had seen it. Um, so yeah, that's all I've done for movies and TV. Yay! Give it to us, Paul. All right, so I'm gonna start with the stuff that I had watched previously. Um, I had my sister come to visit me, and so I decided to share the joy of Love Simon with her. And she was, she's was like, "It's late. I don't want to watch a movie. I don't think I can stay up for." The- and then she got too into it to, to sleep. And uh, so it's a good movie. And it's still good even the second time. Even if you had just seen it the first time. <laughs> um, with that, I also uh, I was struggling to find something that like I knew she'd enjoy. And then it, it hit me. Paddington. And so I, I started having her watch that. for the, We didn't finish, but I think we made about halfway through... And I believe she's actually going to go and finish watching it because it's just surprisingly a delightful movie. Yeah. That, I wish it's that, easy to like. 
it's easy to dismiss it as like, oh man, it's such a kids movie, but it just pulls at the heartstrings. It's sad that that movie just kind of got swept under the rug when it came out stateside. Understandably yeah. so, because you know it's more of a UK thing. I mean, what is marmalade even? It's a uh, like orange jam, I think. Yeah. I've never had it, and sadly, I won't ever be able to. But. <laughs> oh yeah, it took me a second to realize what. Uh, I think you will be able to. We had that. homemade marmalade in the fridge. Homemade! And I didn't get to have any, because apparently whoever made it, like, loaded it with sugar. It's okay. Diabetes won't be around forever. <laughs> what was I it? hope. Dragon Ball Z and the plan to eradicate diabetes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway... My diabetes like manifests as the Hachiak. <laughs> started so a list. other movies. Um, started a list. Oh, he started a list. Started a list. Uh, I just I noticed that Free Fire was on sale for like six or seven bucks, and that's been on my list of movies to watch for a long time. So basically, there's a uh, an arms deal, and the um, the people selling the guns and the people buying the guns each have a person in their party that had gotten into a fight the night before, which sets off this giant fight with two groups of people all loaded to the teeth with guns. And it doesn't end well. <laughs> and so I'm... Oh, I was man, hoping... I'm so ashamed. I've been sitting here <laughs> th trying to figure out what Free Fire is, and I saw it in theaters. I know. I thought you did. <laughs> I thought you knew what this movie was. Oh yeah, I did. I saw it. No, I don't. I have no idea. For whatever reason, like I thought this movie would be funnier than it is. I also was only like half paying attention to it when I was watching it, but I think that also kind of speaks on how well it gripped me. Not to say it wasn't a good movie, but it's it's really just kind of a slapstick comedy. There are a lot of really great parts where they're just, like, arguing in between shooting at each other. Yeah. So, Logan, to set the precedent, almost the entire movie is the firefight. Oh! So it's like an episode of DBZ! Yeah. Yeah. Except they're all trapped in a warehouse together. And they, they most, all, almost all of them have guns. Oh! No, do you know what that sounds like? It sounds like, um... Free Fire with Brie No. There was, no <laughs> it would have been great if that was the movie. It sounds like uh, there was this, uh, I want to say it was either Japanese or Korean film. Uh, the Raid. You ever guys oh. seen The Raid? Yeah, the Raid did. Redemption? The Raid, well, the, I'm pretty sure, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, yeah, and there was like guns and there was. Um, it's a Korean revenge movie, right? Yeah, and I just, I just remember be it being like this. in one like big building and it's mm -hmm. just like. It's so good. I feel like this was even like flatter than that, like contained. Right. For the most part, they're all probably like within a hundred feet of each other. Yeah, they are very right. close together. <laughs> and then there's like a, a part of it, like a, a few different points. People try and like get further away. It, it just like it the the beginning of it and the end of it, I think, were really really funny. Mm -hmm. Like how they got into the situation when it first starts, and everybody's like slowly taking bullets for the first time, right. and then it just keeps happening. Like they keep getting shot as it goes on. 
And there's like a lot of sides to this battle. Yeah. It's not a binary fight and, and by any means. it's shifting too. Like, mm-hmm. like the political <laughs> side of the situation keeps changing. <laughs> yeah. It's a. I wish it. I wish it would have gone just a little bit longer after where it actually ended. At the same time, like I felt like it ended in a good spot. It it almost felt like the uh, the director of the movie was trying to not overstay his welcome with this silly yeah. idea. Um, it's as long as it needs to be. I don't think you could yeah. really do this movie again and make it as fun, or I wouldn't say innovative, but. Just, you know, yeah. play with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, some half-baked idea. They're like, we want to do this. It's not going to be, like, super deep or anything like that. We just thought it'd be a lot of fun. It only needs to be so long. So, I mean, it's probably not even going to be that expensive to make. Uh, but we want to do it. So we're going to we're gonna do it. <laughs> I want to say, like, The entire one movie's point... on one location, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah, because it starts outside and then it moves inside. Well, technically there was the road too, but I mean, oh, yeah. for the most part, that was like a couple shots. Mm-hmm. But I want to say at one point too, one of the characters mentions that like the time it'll take for you to bleed out and die is like maybe an hour and a half, and I feel like that's like the length of the movie. Just <laughs> so about. it went on any longer, and then, and people were still around. You know, everyone would have died anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it kind of one point the movie kind of I wouldn't say devolves, but it like morphs into like this stupid, ridiculous. This shouldn't be possible, but it's happening anyway. Kind of thing. Well, for me, it was like, man, they are still going. How do they not run out of ammunition? They're still shooting. They ain't dead. That was the most like impressive thing. Is like halfway through this movie, they've been firing at each other for like an hour, and they still. They all started with enough ammunition to still be shooting at each other. <laughs> How does that work? Um, but anyway, I also, um, I had been told by my sister, and I regret listening to her, that I should watch Kissing Booth. And it's about a kissing booth. <laughs> it's about um, a kissing there's booth. There's two okay. friends. Uh, they uh, they are oh, like no. their school's dance team. It. And they have a kissing booth as a um, as a fundraiser. It's less focused on that as much as it is like their friendship, and it comes into uh, question when um, it's a platonic friendship. So boy and girl, and um, the girl is she has a crush on the dude's brother, Uh-oh. and that, they have these sets of rules that they can't break for their friendship. You know, stay out of trouble. One of the rules is you know you can't date. Our, we can't date within family, you know, so you can't you can't be in love with my brother. And so it was uh, trying to navigate that, even though, you know, she has a crush on him. He has a crush on her, all that good stuff. And it for whatever reason, I know this is like, a, I think, like a teen novel. For whatever reason, I thought it would be a little bit more mature than it was. It felt like kind of juvenile. And so, like, and not, I was not because to... of the subject matter, like but Disney Channel juvenile, sort of. It was going in that direction, maybe a little bit more mature than that, but like, I expected it to be more dramatic. 
endless like even with the drama it felt like lighthearted and fun so I, I don't know I don't know I mean I didn't not enjoy myself it just wasn't what I expected or hoped it would be well we have to live with our mistakes sometimes yeah. mistakes so, who's to say watching a movie you didn't enjoy is a mistake you do learn something but also yeah, uh not, not inherently watching the movie but maybe that initial decision was probably the mistake yeah <laughs> i mean this is one where if it kept going like another uh another three or four movies <laughs> i'd probably i'd probably come full circle on it and end up loving it oh boy i'd have uh when calls the heart <laughs> I need to watch more of that. <laughs> Regardless. Um, I think I was like sister, disappointed. Are these all sister Booth. suggestions? Yeah. Okay. Well, my sister, she loves the Hallmark. She hates, like, I... anything, like, remotely ambiguous in the ending. So, like, free or, fire. Or anything with consequence. Yeah. She just <laughs> wants to, like, like watch Woo! a movie and be... And on occasion, I'm cool with that, but like when it's all right. the time, it gets old. And it, <laughs> you gotta it, watch. You can only do that. You can only go in that direction so long without like repeating yourself. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have a little variety. In, yeah, and uh, something to think about, right? Sometimes you don't right. really have to think about it. It's more just like, okay, here's that good feeling, and sometimes that good feeling is nice, right? Yeah. And sometimes that's what you need, but not always. Um, but my last movie this week, um, at Dylan's recommendation, I sat down and I watched Wind River. Good movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did not know much about it going into it. Like, I didn't even read the description. And so it was it was a fun ride. Um, how to describe it? You start off in a Wyoming Indian reservation with uh, Hawkeye. And go figure, he's a hunter, right? He um, kind of maintains the um, the lands, gets rid of like the predators that'll come in, you know, like wolves and crap like that. Kind of keep people safe and more of the livestock. I think he's protecting the livestock. Um, but while he's on duty, he discovers duty. <laughs> he discovers a body up in the mountain. And so, um, you know, in the investigation process, they call the FBI. I'm sorry, Logan. I was like, okay, the... like, 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 before you before you continue, I love how you were just like you're just talking about this movie. And it's like, well, I just, you know, it just felt <laughs> juvenile. And then the next moment, you're just like, <laughs> duty, <laughs> duty, duty. I never said I wasn't a man child. Okay, sorry, I made my observation. You're allowed to continue. <laughs> I don't think I can. Um, so he finds he finds the body in the in the mountain. Um, he, the FBI gets called in to investigate, and in comes Scarlet Witch. Right, this is the Avengers, and so it's um, them trying to investigate within an Indian reservation. Um, Scarlet Witch is kind of out of her element. I mean, first off, she's from like southern United States, thrown into like this very cold climate very unprepared wasn't really even like expecting to be assigned to this and so it's a very interesting dynamic she has to rely a lot on the officer in charge and then also hawkeye not an avengers movie 
It's an Avengers movie to me, man. <laughs> Everything can be an Avengers movie. The cast. <laughs> but it was um, it's an interesting movie. A lot of For those who are wondering, it's a drama thriller. <laughs> it's also um, on Netflix. What do you got, Brandon? Uh, I saw this in theaters. Um, I think, yeah, it was just a movie I was sitting on because critics were responding well to it, and I was like, uh, might as well see this since it showed up at my theater before I get out. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a, a surprise to me. It, it touches also on some real-world subjects when it comes to the treatment of Native American peoples. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's a dark subject for sure. I'm not going to give too much away. Um, it's not an action movie. It pretends to be an action movie in its trailers, but it's not. Just know yeah. that. Um, it's very rich in its storytelling. Um like Paul said, it's in Wyoming, so you're going to see a lot of snow. I think they also said somewhere that it was based on true events. It is, yeah. Or it's using fact in its decision-making for the, the film's plot. Um, so it's historical fiction. For the most part. But the but the yeah. historical part of it is accurate in today's under today's standards. So this what is a... Mean? So the the subject matter it's touching in regards to Native American peoples is currently relevant, so it's a topical oh, okay. movie. Okay. First off, the the uh, the comments, you guys do understand me. Maybe the Avengers real Avengers movie was people. the friends we made along the way. Especially that one, but Avengers finding Avengers of Space Odyssey, Rogue One, an Avengers story. There's someone who gets it. This always happens. Logan, what do you got? <laughs> um, well, I didn't watch, like, hardly any movies this week. But I was talking to you guys. Uh, and, uh, well, HBO trial memberships are a beautiful thing. When you can just, oh, there's a few seasons of a few shows that I want to digest. And that's what I did. And I came across... Um, so a few of these shows I had been watching previously, uh, and and they came out with a new season, and so I caught up. Uh, one of them being Silicon Valley season five, uh, which I've talked about it on the breakdown before. It's a really good show. It's a really fun time. Really funny. I just I constantly am laughing at that show. Um, the tech humor, the awkwardness of the characters. Uh, it's all still there. There's all still like super big drama and lots of twists, and it's very entertaining and it's very well written, and it's very very funny. Please watch Silicon Valley. It's on HBO. Um, also on HBO, Crashing uh, stars Pete Holmes, who is a comedian. Uh, he plays a fictional version of himself. Um, kind of, it's kind of in the same vein of a show like Louis. A semi-autobiographical um, sitcom about uh, a fictional version of the creator uh, going through life and struggling and then telling jokes along the way. Uh, generally, they're trying to be stand-up comics uh, in the show as well. Uh, it's generally the case, uh, and it is the case here as well. Uh, second season came out, and it was very, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, the premise the premise is Pete Holmes Pete 
his wife cheats on him. <gasps> no. Yeah, I know. And they were in a loving Christian marriage. And everything falls apart and Pete starts crashing. Um, and so uh, they get Come divorced. On, and he starts going full time, really going hard on the the stand up comedy thing, starts doing just just all the time, right? Um, and then the second season, he starts to find some sort of success and uh, he gets to start networking, but he's still crashing. He's still screwing up, but um, great show. Great show. Can't recommend it enough. Anything, any, anytime there's like a, a comedian and they're like, I'm going to make a show that's kind of about my life, but then like, I'm going to make up a bunch of stuff as well. Everybody hates Chris. It's so good. It's so good. All every show that I've ever watched that is of that vein is great. Uh, and this show is no success, success exception. Uh, again, that's crashing. Uh, starring Pete Holmes, really funny dude. He's got some good stand-up as well. Um, thirdly, from HBO, I watched the first and current season of Barry, which. Um, is less like these other shows in the sense of and more like the other show that I watched this week. Uh, Barry is a show starring Bill Hader uh, created uh, I think written as well. I mean he he's one of the writers on the show I would imagine. Um, and he plays Barry and Barry is a hitman. Uh, and Barry wants to get out of the hitman life and he wants to get into the spotlight uh, and he wants to become an actor uh, <laughs> but he can't seem to quit the hitman life uh, things keep popping up that keep him from leaving that life whether it be somebody's life is threatened uh, that he is close to or maybe somebody is trying to kill him um, but all this time he's trying to act and live a normal life and be a normal person and he keeps having to kill people because he just wants to just wants to live his life and it's eight episodes and it's hysterical and it's uncomfortable and it's beautiful and i love it i like That's uncomfortable good. yeah so very and it's like uncomfortable in like the ways like um think about like um, being really shy around a lady, right? And you're trying to talk to a lady, but you can't really get anything out. This is and too nothing, real. Nothing, too real. Nothing comes out right, and you're kind of just a babbling mess. Uh, it's a lot of that kind of feeling, like, oh god, he's oh he's murdering it. Oh god, no. And then also like, oh crap, he just murdered that person. And now he has to hide the body and he has to do this and that. Also, uh, these people in his life can't know about this because otherwise they'd turn him in because he's killed a lot of people. Uh, so it's a lot of like, just like uncomfortable the whole time. And then you're laughing along the way, which kind of, you know, balances out the uncomfortableness. I was kind of hoping uh, you were going to say that like, he keeps accidentally killing people? Well, no, he doesn't accidentally kill people. 
Um, but he's like really, really strangely good at killing people. Like he's really good at being a hitman. So he's a really good hitman who doesn't want to be a hitman anymore, right? And so he gets himself into a situation where essentially his his life or his livelihood is threatened, and he realizes like if I do not kill this person, my life will not be how I want it to be. Uh, and therefore, like, if, if people just stopped chasing him down, he wouldn't ever have killed another person. But the fact that people, he's he's wanted by uh, the cops, you know, by the government, because he's just, he's a mass murderer, uh, even though they were all contract hits. Uh, and then, like, uh, you got different people who he's made enemies of who are trying to kill him because he knows information about stuff and uh it's just he'll never be able to escape it regardless uh which is which is the sad part but it's a really good premise for a show i like it yeah uh and so speaking about killing and murder and stuff like that uh i watched two kills um (laughs) a much darker show this week about eating people so I've been thinking about Looney Tunes. eating people. No, no, I have not been thinking about eating people. <laughs> I'm uh, glad. So I watched Hannibal this week. Well, I bet um, you thought about it a little bit. Yeah. Did yeah. you see some um, of the dishes he prepares? So I, I think I was about eight episodes in when I initially tried to start watching it, and I figured, okay, I it's been a while. I'm just going to start over. And then also... Uh, my roommate is watching with me as well, and so we're about four or five episodes in. Um, many people have died. Uh, many people have had their lungs or their kidneys eaten. Uh, and then yum. fed to non-cannibals, which does, if you know, if you don't know you're eating human meat, does that, are you still a cannibal? These are the mm. real questions. <laughs> No, I'm gonna get a poll in the chat. I just didn't get a response. It just went silent. I think that was like the best. I was trying to go. I was trying to process that because it was like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Why would you you ask these questions? Have I ever Um, eaten people on accident? (laughs) Well, I feel like in the case of Hannibal, breakdown. Uh, Welcome. It's tough in the case of Hannibal because, like, the thing that's really bad is that Hannibal killed the person in order to eat that. Right, not... Obviously, the I person mean, eating them... to un- think that this is, like, or something like, like that. Right. I don't place well, blame on the people. Like, yet, yeah, it definitely sucks, and I'd be mortified if I was them, but... <laughs> I think you'd still have to label them cannibals. Yeah. On um, a technicality, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so don't eat people on purpose. <laughs> So don't eat people. Uh, Break. Break. Don't eat people on purpose. Um, on purpose. I mean, but if you are eating people on accident, you probably won't know. So you're probably in a good, good state right there. Anyway, you. We you know, still maybe, love you. If maybe you, you've if you accidentally, accidentally eaten people because some sadistic uh, person was feeding you people, but that's not your fault. We don't. We don't hold that blame uh, to you. We'd be remiss myself. to talk about Hannibal without. Uh, giving great praise to the performances of Hugh Dancy and Mads Mikkelsen because they are uh, incredible leads. They're oh, so yeah. good. They're so good. 
Hugh Dancy has so much nuance in his performance as Will Graham, and whoever thought there could be another, like, respectable Hannibal Lecter, you know, on top of Anthony Hopkins, yeah. and here comes Mads right. Mikkelsen, like, wait a minute, maybe I'm the definitive Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> He's the definable Hannibal Lecter to, uh, definable, definitive Hannibal Lecter to me. Definable Lecter! Definable Lecter. Mads! <laughs> I see we got a Mads well, fan in the chat. Yeah, no, I... It's wow. hard not to be. This show, this show is, it's so good. It's so well shot. The performances are incredible. You know, you're talking about Hugh, Hugh Dancy, like a lot of his scenes are very silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, trying to make a scene that is, that is interesting uh, to watch a person on screen, not say a lot, but like, you know, be expressive and emotive. Uh, and then to really convey a character who's, who has a deeply troubled soul. You know, yeah. he means well and he does well, but inside he's just like tortured because, you know, all this empathy and, um, and what he's on, he's on the spectrum too. Uh, yeah. they, they, they allude to the fact that, you know, he's, he's got Asperger's. It's never yeah. like explicitly stated, but he suggests it. Yeah. So and I really love that know. dynamic for his character too, like, the fact that his problem is that he's too empathetic and that causes him to hallucinate um, and have, you know, strange connections to these villains who are doing horrible things. To just be able to recreate the motives and yeah. then how the scene would have played out just based on, uh, okay, look at all these things that have happened and how do I connect all these dots? And then you realize, okay, well this makes sense based on this emotional profile and um yeah it's oh and they go so deep too like this is this show is not for like anybody with like a weak stomach or a weak heart no Uh, like it will destroy you and it will test you um with gratuitous like gore gratuitous very it's yeah i mean it's all very well shot and very purposeful and it really serves the narrative well. The show it's, like it's, it's hard it's to heavy. call it a show like it, it's art. Well let's be honest. Like it's art. Yeah. And I like the way like the character dynamics are really great. Um just overall the emotional baggage that Will Graham like carries throughout just the course of the show because of everything he experienced. You know it and he does such a good job of portraying that. Even yeah. though it's something that you can't you can't just say like oh man this is getting to me yeah and think about like your preparation for performing a character like this who do you profile to become someone who profiles people Ed Gein Ed Gein who's Ed Gein prolific prolific serial killer a lot of the horror films um like a lot of the bad guys in horror films are based off of him oh, okay. fun fact I live I live close to where he lived that doesn't well, terrify good. me at all okay you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of like me like growing up like i didn't grow up in chicago but i grew up south of chicago so it's very much part of my identity and then finding somebody like you know wayne gacy jr or something like that he's like <laughs> from that area and it's 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 unsettling but it's also like yeah that was i lived you know within an hour or something like that or that um but yeah Hannibal's a good show. Uh, don't don't eat people. But it's uh, three are... three seasons deep right now. Yeah, 
don't eat while you're watching it right unless now it makes because you you're still holding out hope for it. another season uh, i'm pretty sure it's all but confirmed at this point everyone's on I, board i would be okay with that yeah um if you guys don't mind do you guys mind if i talk about some other tasty eats like food food <laughs> People well, food. within a con within the context of uh, a certain show that I started watching. Oh, oh yeah, yeah do it. Get into it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you gentlemen have been um, talking about this for weeks now, and then also bugging me. And I finally decided to um, get a get a fight. You you got it, Paul. Fighting foodons. That's what I've been watching. You took a bite out of your curiosity. Um, you finally yeah, did it. Yeah, no, I I uh, I tasted uh, the glory of Shokugeki no Soma. Mister, I like cooking shows and I like anime, but I don't like cooking Shokugeki okay. blows. As the jokes jokes aside, jokes aside, that opening episode is one of the best opening episodes of an anime that I've ever seen. Like, hands down, I was like so into it. I was like, the presentation, the presentation of Soma, and he's just like, he's cooking, and it's all dramatic, and it's huge, and it's amazing. And then... This is a shonen. He goes on to like explain, (laughs) he goes on to explain like his thought process and his his techniques and why he did everything in the order that he did and why it tastes so amazing. And then everybody's having like, for lack of a better word, people are orgasming (laughs) on the screen. And and I'm like, oh my God. And it's every episode. It's every episode they're like, hey, taste this food. Okay, it can't possibly be that good. Oh no no! Well, it's, oh it's, my God! Why eat my am I food? Naked? No, peasant! Oh, you have to now. Better than anything that's ever peasant. happened to me ever. And like that. every like meal that someone makes is like sex, except for all of his experiments. His experiments, which is great. It's so funny. It's all of a sudden he turns around. He's like, I'm not competing. Hey, try this. <laughs> try this. And then it's like this horrifying experience. It's like the exact opposite. It's so funny. The show is hysterical. It's this really show great. is so funny. It's so funny. Oh my goodness <sighs> gracious. And I'm only seven episodes in. All the characters are great. Every time there's a battle, it's like there's a formula, right? There's that formula of, okay, we're having the Shokugeki. Uh, and then all of a sudden people are like you know just dying to get their food like somebody's food right it's but it doesn't get old it hasn't gotten old yet it's the shonen elements to it you know yeah it's because everybody like looks down on him while he's making the food and then him overcoming those odds right and then he's got the attitude of like every you know shonen main uh protagonist ever but he's like, he, oh, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best. And I'm super confident as well. It's interesting, though, because, like, he is brimming with confidence. And he's got the skill to back it up from the get-go. That's where some of these yeah. other shonen heroes, uh, like Naruto or, or Deku, are losers at the beginning. They've got nothing except spirit. Right. And so someone's just a whole package. He'll just blow you away. <laughs> so uh, I, I love that dynamic think, of it. Right. And I, I like, you know, now that you mentioned it. Um, 
he's got that in a different way, right? So everybody looks down on him because he just comes from some diner. He just worked in his dad's diner. Right. A lot of these top people are like, oh, I was raised in history and my parents are like super successful and rich. We're and, so gourmet. Right. Oh. All that kind of stuff. So in that sense, like he's coming from the bottom, right? But he's also like, he's here. I'm super good at this and I realize there's stuff I can learn, but I'm also super confident in my cooking skills, which he should because at that higher echelon, you know, of like cooks, like everybody's like amazing. Like, you know, they, they had that cook off with the, um, the seventh seat, uh, in the elite tent, right? Um, Was that Ishiki Senpai? I think so. Uh, but he, but the same thing happens. He cooks something and all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God. Like it's the same reaction. And, um, it's, uh, the variety they attribute to the uh, the foodgasms, they're always oh. like very unique, and that's like uh, the best part of. It. I love them right, too because right. like how else do you like convey this to right. the viewer? Okay, so so it's you know a lot of shows with this kind of content, it's kind of just their it's fan service it's it's random whereas the integration with something of of this um kind of openness of sexuality that you know specifically just japan has in general right Mm. um they they show that in a really constructive and interesting way because who hasn't thought oh my god like this is the best thing ever and i'm about to die or oh this cake is better than sex right and so now they're playing with that visually and it's it's hysterical it's it's the funniest thing and i love every minute there's also you know it's interesting too because you know a lot of these anime that are etchy will only lean etchy on the female side but uh, this this they anime not is not afraid to show you some masculine bodies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like it's 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 not it's not gender exclusive the sexuality. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's almost like it makes that makes it like even more okay. Like um, you know, we generally steer clear of those kind of things. Uh, but sometimes you're watching something and you have to you have to you have to deal with it, right? So like when you guys did that playthrough of um a way out right yeah there's the part with the butt it's like okay it's there we're not gonna fight about it hey everybody let's be mature so i mean in the same sense like we were not mature it works it works (laughs) too well but yeah but like it works too well for you to like even like think that like no i wouldn't i wouldn't show something like this to my father but at the same time i wouldn't I, I would show this to somebody else who I might be scared to show something of um, of a similar um, what's like caliber taboo lewdness lewdness yeah don't watch it with your fa- don't watch it with your family yeah don't watch it with your family but it's it's so good I can't not recommend it and and it's so tasty yeah. all I want to do is eat when I watch it I want to be yeah. in the anime and I want to be eating that food. And, and they need to open I, up a restaurant in Japan that just serves all of this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if that exists already. Um, I want it gives the more uh, reason to go. What's the name of the I dish that he makes in the first episode? The the uh, potato meatloaf. Yeah, it's got the it's like strips of potato. ham or bacon surrounding the outside. Bacon. Oh man, they make the food look so good. Like 
is from an animation standpoint, uh, very high up there. Um, well, I guess I should say from an art standpoint specifically. Yeah, I'm so glad you're finally watching this, Logan, because I, you know, we I'm knew that you would love never it. Would. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really a treat, you know, and I. And this happens. Okay, this is this is not a rare occurrence for me, right? I don't think it is for anybody. Like, there's always things in people's lives where you know there there's somebody or several people in their life who are like begging them, like, "Dude, watch this. You'll enjoy it. Uh, experience this. You'll enjoy it. You'll really like this." And then you're like, "Oh, whatever, man." And then you finally get around like to watch. I don't like anime it. shows about food. Easy. It's incredible. It's kind of the same with like my hero. All of a sudden, like, you guys are watching. I should watch my hero. My little brother's watching my hero. I guess I should watch my hero. Holy crap! I freaking love My Hero Academia, and so I guess the same thing is happening with uh, Shokugeki because it's really, really good and it's really, really funny. And I could binge that. I mean, we're, we're three seasons in now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll give that you got to a week, you guys next maybe two. week. And we're finally at a point where we don't have to worry about the show not coming back every season. Um, right. I think it's pretty much a mainstay now. Uh, it's one of the more popular shows on, on Verve. Yeah. I, I went through two cancellations. <laughs> so I feel good. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, when, when you're talking about uh, people wanting you to watch something, and, you know, that can get overbearing sometimes because you get lots of recommendations from lots of people. But right. it's that idea, and this is why reaction videos are, like, popular on the internet. It's that idea of shared experiences. Like, yeah. this gave me an intense, like, or My Hero Academia, for instance, um, that gives you an incredible sense of empowerment and makes you feel like you can do anything and you want other people to feel that. Well, for Shokugeki, for me, um, it's so funny. And it just, it it provides some relief in, you know, a regular stressful day. Uh, and I want other people to feel that, you know, laugh along with me. That's what I want, and that's what uh... yep. experience the ridiculousness of this show. <laughs> yeah, it's so over the top. Like they take something so relatively mundane, like cooking, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna There's turn this into about cooking, the though. most exciting experience you've ever had." Who knew food could be so exciting? <laughs> Other than everybody who's watched Finding Foodons. <laughs> I can't remember. Is it the, the first? I think I liked the first opening a lot. Or maybe it was the second opening yeah. that I thought was really good. I, think, I, I like the opening. opening I like the opening. It's not like one of my favorites or anything like that, but I, I definitely enjoy it. I can't wait to hear some of the other openings. Because, like, oh, man, the, some of the, like, I think it's the third season. Third season My Hero opening is just. Oh, yeah. It's so That's good. my favorite by far. Yeah. <laughs> um. I've been, you know, you sent me that video of uh, Rayon Lee singing the opening from from season two. Uh, and then uh, I made it back to her video where she sings opening 16 of Naruto Shippuden uh, silhouette. And that video's got like 56 million views. <laughs> like that oh song put God. her on the map. Um, right. Wow. I watched the actual music video for that today for the first time. And uh, I think the band's name is Kanabon. Um and the music video is just like this regular everyday Japanese businessman running in a parking lot screaming at the top of his lungs and falling all over the place. <laughs> That's the entire music video. And I'm like, alright, I don't know what you're going for here, but I love it. That's amazing. I, I wanna I wanna do that more of that, just like looking at Japanese like 
music, music videos. videos. They're really like figure... off the wall. Maybe just oh, music I videos in general. We're just trying to figure out what the heck's so going on in music videos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Flow, which is like a prominent band for some of the Naruto openings, they did uh, uh, Go or Fighting Dreamers, for those of you who know it like that. Um, and uh, remember, and the song "Remember," I specifically remember there being like fish people in that one, and I don't know why, but there's fish people in it. Weird stuff. Uh, so moving on with the anime. Uh, speaking of Naruto, speaking of Naruto openings. Yeah, you know. Speaking of Naruto, um, I have completed the tuning exams arc. Wait, 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 wait. Naruto. I've, oh, I yeah, Boruto's dad, my bad. Or Boruto's oh, dad. Boruto's dad! Right. Okay, okay, now... So Naruto is like the underground name that uh, only the, like the hardcorest of fans call it by. Um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta you have to figure out what Boruto's dad's name actually is. Um, yeah, it's an important part of the show. Like the first it's episode... It's not like he's the Okage or anything. The first episode's called Enter Naruto Uzumaki. At that point, then you can call it Naruto. Um... But Boruto's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm at the. I finished the Chunin exams arc, which is notoriously the longest arc in part one of Naruto. Um, but holy cow, that ending is fantastic. Um, it just it's like the first big battle that you experience mm. in Naruto. It really sends a sets a precedent for what you'll experience in like the latter half of Naruto Shippuden, and it is so hype, so over the top. Your boy does work. You finally see Naruto starting to spread his wings as, as a as a ninja, and it's really great. Um, it's it's a little different from My Hero Academia because you get to see Deku kind of evolve pretty quickly. For Naruto, it's a slow burn. He he, he gets there over time because <laughs> uh, he is very much a loser. <laughs> um, so getting to see that point just you know it filled me with intense emotion. Seeing my boy finally do something great. Um, so yeah, love that. So I'm in How the, many episodes in are you right now? The tuning exams arc ends in like somewhere in the 70s for okay. the episode count. So it's uh, like it's a long arc. It's over 50 episodes long. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the way the arc is segmented, you could almost consider it more than one arc anyway. But I know. kind of do. Like I consider the prelims to be different than the actual like finals. Yeah, they're pretty separated. Um. And lots of battles in between there, so lots the to enjoy. With Naruto is like it always escalates, and just when you're like they can't escalate this any further, they always find a way. Yeah, always find a way. I thought we were at the limit with, at the end of the tuning exams because that battle becomes very large, um, but no, it just gets bigger and bigger. It's like Dragon Ball; it, it follows a similar yeah, structure. Say, isn't that like every? Every shonen. I mean, I mean, obviously there are like um, there are like extremes in terms of like uh, the scale of how big things get. But like well, that's the whole thing is they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I mean, you can get bigger and not necessarily get better. Right. This gets bigger and better. Right. Yeah. I've every seen a time. lot of shonen let like they just keep trying to get bigger and then they just keep getting worse. Well, that's why you got to do it over fifty episodes, and if you're not throwing um, galaxies at each other by the end of those 50 episodes, you're doing something wrong. That's hilarious <laughs> that you say that. Um, I'm not going to get into that, though. Um, 
so I've also been watching Boruto, Naruto Next Generations, or excuse me, Boruto, Boruto's dad, Next Generations, as uh, the <laughs> normal people call it. <laughs> the normies. Um, so like I said, we're still in the final act of the movie. Um, the episode that took place here, we've actually entered the final battle. Um, okay, I know where you're at. Yeah, um, and there's a specific scene with Naruto himself where you really get some insight onto his relationship with Boruto that they don't give you in the movie. And it's really good stuff because for what mm. you know about Naruto's character at that point, like the issues that he's been having with his son are like the polar opposite of who he is as a person. And when he comes to realize that, I, it hit me. It hit me hard. I was like, oh, my God, this is not the Naruto I know. <laughs> and he finally figures it out. And I'm like, oh, yes, thank you. Um, you get to see him kind of make up with Boruto. And they have this exchange where uh, Naruto is going to kind of tell him his stories so that Boruto can learn a little bit more about him and why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch this now, Brand. It's so good. I'm like blown away by how good Boruto got. Well, I thought it was amazing. Just like the first time you see it in an hour and a half, man, I can't wait for another. I didn't know it could Kai. get better. <laughs> Boruto's yeah. dad, Kai. I, yeah, I'm Boruto's still surprised that Kai. I can sit here and say that the anime version of the movie is better than the movie. <laughs> Take that, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Well, speaking of Dragon Ball Super, um, there is a, a a movie for that coming out here in five months. And uh, the news came out today, so I wanted to take some time to talk about that. Um, might be excited. Yeah, I might be incredibly excited. Uh, so for fans of Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT, um, the villain for the All next... Toy Animation, Fuji TV and Akira Toriyama. Please support, Please support the official them. release. <laughs> um, so for fans of Dragon Ball, the villain for the Dragon Ball Super movie, which is coming out in December, was officially revealed today. So let me uh, get... Th- let me tell you the timeline of events here first. So around the mid-afternoon... A poster for Dragon Ball Super the movie appeared on Twitter. It was leaked. And uh, it revealed the villain for the movie to be Broly, who is a notorious character in Dragon Ball fandom for uh, being a big, burly Saiyan boy from Dragon Ball Z, Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan, a non-canon movie from the mid-90s. Now, Broly has a a mixed um, reception in the fan base, like people either love him or they hate him and that that really came to the forefront today because my twitter blew (laughs) up people were so mad about this i can i can partially understand that if you uh, if you hold his character strictly like the only experience you had with it bio broly completely understand why you would hate him we don't talk about Bio Broly. <laughs> if you watch the first two movies, and especially the first, if you watch the first one and still hate him, I do not understand you. Well, the, Broly's motivation is why people don't like Broly. Um, Logan, do you mind if we talk about that? Nope, go ahead. So, well, I just want to like point out, though, we don't know if that's that part of his character is going to stick. Exactly. So people are upset for that reason alone, they're dumb. 
So the, the main thing that people are upset about is that in the original movie, which Toriyama had nothing to do with other than drawing Broly's character designs, his initial design, um, Broly's motivation. So Broly has a personal vendetta against Goku. He hates Goku, and he wants Goku to die. That's his number one goal in life, is to make sure Goku is dead. And the reason he hates Goku is because when they were first born in their little, you know, nursery Saiyan pods, they were right next to each other, born on the same day. Goku was such a crybaby, and he cried all the time, that he made Broly cry because he was so noisy. So that's why Broly wants Goku dead. That's his motivation. I need to make one quick correction to that, though. Oh my god, that's amazing! It's Gohan's dad. And so he went, he goes across the universe to kill Goku, because when they were infants... He made Broly cry. He survived the like destruction of their planet and then went across the universe <laughs> to kill Goku. He That's dedication. That's dedication. I wish I had that kind of drive. For- and uh, people, people hate that about the movie. That has never bothered me because I live in a world where Beerus almost destroyed planet Earth because he didn't get some pudding. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's funny. Why would you do it? I mean, that's why we have animation, right? So we can do things in different worlds that never would happen here. You know. I mean, in this particular case too. Like, I want to point out that Broly's character is not exceptionally articulate, and I wouldn't say that there's a whole lot going on other than his festering need for revenge. Well, he also has always been the case. He also has a gift of power. That he just had ever since he was an infant, and that has had a significant effect on his mental health. Um, so that plays into it as well. Um, the thing about that, though, is like Paul said, we don't know that we're going to see the same Broly that we know from the 1990s film and see that on the big screen when the movie comes out in December. The The character design that's in the poster is brand new. Broly's got a brand new design. Um Toriyama has even made comments saying that he's watched the movies again and he's going to rearrange some things (laughs) and he's giving Broly some new dimensions to his character. So for all we know, Broly might have a completely new reason for wanting to kill Goku, if that's even what he wants to do in the first place. I'm hoping it's more that their paths just cross. And it's less that he's specifically going out of his way to kill Goku, but their motivations and, like, different paths so it forces them to clash. I have a theory. Or go ahead, Logan. Then I'll give uh, you my theory. I was going to say, I I think, unless the new reason or whatever has happened, what if Toriyama has changed, unless it's really good. I feel like I'll be disappointed if the motivation is any different. <laughs> I actually... like, I'm sorry, it's just too funny not to want, like, as canon material. Like, how? Yeah. That's that's genius! <laughs> I think I might know what your theory is. I want to hear yours before I uh, confirm or deny. So, uh, they're bringing out remastered versions of three Dragon Ball films. Um, to American theaters. I don't know if they're putting, playing them in Japanese theaters, but one of them is Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan, uh, which they're playing in September. And then in November, they're doing a double feature of Bardock, the father of Goku, and uh, which, Logan, you really need to see that one. That is like as canon as you can get. Um, and then Fusion Reborn, which is uh, one of the later films of the original 13. Um, 
And the, so this plays into my theory a little bit. I think Broly will have some kind of vendetta against either Goku or Vegeta. Um, if you remember from the original Broly movie, his father was a prominent character in the film. Um, who what, had are a, you spoiling the movie for me? Paragus is a character in a movie. Spoiled you. Um, I have a he feeling... He had a father. He wasn't immaculate conception. Sorry, I have a Logan. feeling like Paragus and Bardock are going to have some kind of history together, and then that history is going to roll over into Broly's personal motivations against Goku, because apparently this movie is going to explain a lot of Saiyan lore that we haven't heard before. <laughs> Levi in the chat. No, no story, all muscle and fights. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. I also think Fusion Reborn is getting shown off for another reason, which might be obvious to those who've seen it. Um fusion no clue what's that we might see some gogeta hear me out though logan doesn't even know what a gogeta is <laughs> what if it's a goku vegeta what if what do you mean i don't know what a gogeta is you know what a vegeto is <laughs> what oh. if? fifth time time what if go for it paul <laughs> what if what if he's after frieza what if that's what he who he's who is vendettas against and goku and vegeta get in the way with that ah. because of the ending of super i uh i and think they kind of leave things off i think you're onto something with that one paul that makes the most sense because uh if frieza has any enemies in the universe it is definitely the saiyans yeah as a so collective you find the one saying that you know wasn't killed by frieza that's assume you know, and we don't know for sure if Broly is dead and is somehow returned to life, or if he did escape somehow. Um, we've had Saiyans appearing left and right who supposedly didn't die in the explosion on planet Vegeta, even though Raditz claimed... How many of them have been canon? Uh, Tarble. Tarble's canon. Vegeta's brother. Tarble. Oh. Vegeta has a From little brother. One very that, obscure, weird. That is like specimen. a super obscure. <laughs> Logan, you should watch that sometime. Uh, it's like a twenty-minute special. Okay, good. Um, so I am not among the people who are upset about Broly being the villain. I'm actually incredibly excited that uh, Toriyama is going to give his own take on a character um, who was previously non-canon, and. Uh, you know, he's going to write the screenplay. Battle of Gods is a fantastic movie, and uh, I love Resurrection F as well. So, you know, I know it's going to be in good hands with Toriyama. Of course, he's the man who made all this possible in the first place. Right. Yeah. And that art on the poster is so good. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Oh, man, I can't wait to see this movie for, like, its uh, style of animation. Um, just really yeah. excited. The sample they gave us, like, oh... This is going to be, like, the most spectacular fight they've ever given us. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like I said, this is an opportunity, so I'd... Anyone who's upset, you're, you're, you're not looking at this right. This is, this is an opportunity for the character... For this really awesome character to be done well. Yeah, like, if you don't like Broly, this is your chance to have a reason to like Broly. This right. is a redemption. And, well, and here's the other thing. They could either take and rework a villain that is already established and um, 
people notice and they know who they it is, right? So you say Broly and everybody's like, what? So there's, you know, buzz on the internet. Uh, whereas they could have made up an entirely new one and it Resurrection the same, Cell. Serve, serve the same purpose, you know. But this time, you know, you get a recognition for a character that has existed and a chance to make it better. So you could almost call this a new villain because, you know, he's going to have a brand new story behind him. And this will be for the first time. Yeah, he'll be canon for the very first time. So there's a lot of potential here, and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, two weeks from yesterday at Comic Con, there is a high probability that a brand new full length trailer for the super movie will be revealed. Um, uh, okay with this. Another good tidbit of information with that is the panel is being hosted by Sean Schemmel and Chris Sabat who are the dub voices of Goku and Vegeta. So there's also a good chance there will be a dub reveal for the movie. If that reveal, if that's day and date with the sub, I, oh, it's over. (laughs) I I bet, I think at this point, I I think they would. I think they'd do it. I, I I I can't imagine what it would be like if they you know if they announced day and date the world's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, the one the one thing about that is I I want the uh, the dub to be finished super in time for that. Um, you're, you're like so close to the end, but also so far away from the end. Now. I know, I know. It's really I I think regardless if the dub isn't finished. Uh, then I'm gonna watch the sub through the ending. Just I mean, like you're gonna have to film. if you go to the movie. Yeah, like it's not. Or it's it's, it's highly encouraged if you see the movie. They yeah. honestly really should just do the, the you know same day dub. I mean, do they like money? I'm sure they do. I mean, uh, you know, we got. It's also a lot of work, though. I mean, but at yeah. least for one movie, it's not like trying to do it week by week. We got this Resurrection F big three months deal. later, right? Yeah. I'd say this is a big enough deal to, like, want it, though. This is going to be, like, my movie of the year, like, outside of Infinity War. This is a big deal for me. (laughs) Big news. Big news. Uh, Levi has given you respect for sticking with the dub in the first place. It's a good dub. It is a great dub. He's not wrong. I mean, you weren't even done with Kai by the time... The dub had started, right, and that's that's really the thing is like there was st- there was already a lot of dub to watch. There was like you know, I mean, even now, like I see, I've watched. I I'm just waiting for them to do another dump on, you know. Uh, thankfully, I mean, I think the advantage of me not watching Super right now is I can focus more on other shows. Uh, so you know, it gave me time to watch My Hero Academia and then get that up to a weekly thing. It's giving me time to watch Shokugeki. So, you know, um, pluses and minuses, negatives and positives, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And regardless, um, in the end, you'll have watched all of Super by the time we go to see that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, and I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. So but excited. If. If you can give us the dub, at least, like, the rest of the dub, like, a month before, you know, the like release. Like a, a dub dump. Any, yeah, just just give us that last dump. I know. But I think I calculated I they, by the time that movie premieres, there will only be, like, 20 or 30 episodes of Super left in the dub. If they keep doing one dub? episode a week. Yeah. Crank that up to two. Yeah, Honestly, they could. Yeah. I, I hope they do. I hope they pick up pace because, like, uh, why would you not want to have the dub finished for the movie? 
you know and if you're especially if you're doing like a a simul dub release of the movie per se yeah um, I, I would like to live in that world because i live in a world where the dub of boruto naruto the movie came out before naruto shippuden's dub was done and it is still not done and that movie came out over a year ago Yikes. maybe if they had just left it let's feel her they're done yeah no kidding um i might not have gotten triggered by that what <laughs> So kind of rolling away from Dragon Ball Super, I watched the episode of My Hero Academia that was released, or the dubbed episode, uh, the one that follows the uh, battle with uh, All for One. Episode 50? I think. I believe it is. Yeah. 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 Good. It was a good episode. It is. Good episode. We, Me and Paul both watched it subbed. I haven't gotten around to watching it dubbed. I was going to watch the dub, and then I watched seven episodes of Chokugaki instead. Not a bad choice. Yeah, yeah, this is a great episode, a great follow-up to an incredibly big battle. Um, A lot of very touching moments in this, especially All Might's interaction with uh, Midoriya's mom. I thought that was a fantastic incredibly oh, well-written yeah. scene yeah and it was there was so much like respect and there was so much passion and emotion like all these different feelings right all at once and mm-hmm. uh, and actually oh that's the reason i need to go watch you know watch it back because i gotta i gotta hear those things being said in those voices right yeah and, um, uh, you know you know there's a there's a moment where all might bows like all the way to the floor for uh, midoriya's mother and um for right. those of you who aren't you know super you know you don't know a ton about Japanese culture. That is a an enormous sign of respect for you to bow, the, for one, that low to the ground, and for someone who is not above you in rank. Yeah. Yeah, the I mean, number one hero. The number one hero. Number right? one hero in the world, and from the perspective of him being a teacher, because he was also bowing to his student. Um, right. So that was an enormous sign of respect that played into that scene as well. It was really, really well crafted. Please tell me you shed some tears. Multiple times. Yeah, I'm like starting to tear up right That now. scene with Bakugo, man, that <laughs> really got I me. Was I was gonna say. Oh, especially with like Bakugo's character and everything you kind of suspect. Like seeing the other side of that whole ex- whole endeavor on his part, you know. Yeah. And like seeing how much his mom in particular appreciates the words said about him. Yeah, because it's someone you assume will eventually become a... And he doesn't. And the one person that really saw through that is his teacher, um, Aizawa. And it was, that, was, that was a touching moment, too. Like, that was, I think, during that last uh, arc, that was one of the moments that I cried a lot. And then... <laughs> was you, that press conference. He, he steps outside to talk to All Might to find out what his relationship is to Midoriya. Um... Which tells me that Bakugo, it will not be long before Bakugo finds out the truth about uh, who Deku really is. Um, and one for all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's this moment where, you know, he says, okay, it's fine if you don't want to tell me what's really going on. And then he walks away and uh, he says, just barely, barely audible, he says, but thank you. And he walks back into the house and I was like, Oh my god. We are this experiencing evolving. This is like this is the Vegeta arc we're seeing right now where this incredibly prideful character who wants to be the strongest is now humbling himself before someone who he recognizes as his superior. Um it was a big scene in Dragon Ball Z um when 
Goku is fighting Kid Buu and Vegeta's off on the sidelines. In his mind, he's just praising Goku for how incredible he is, and he's finally accepting the fact that he's not the greatest, but that's okay. Yeah, but then they'll still remain hard-headed, and they'll blow yeah. up, and it's still funny, and you'll still get that, but then, you know, the character dynamics will be different. I 100% believe he's going to become Midoriya's Endeavor. Oh, yeah. Totally. I feel that. Just have a lot of respect for him, but then still be like, I'm going to beat you somehow. Yeah, you know, you watch Super right yeah. now in Dragon Ball Z, and Vegeta is still, like, a jerk to Goku all the time. Right, right. Um... So yeah, this is a great episode of My Hero Academia. I think this there might be also, one of the strongest in the season. Speaking of Endeavor, there's also that really short yeah. clip where you see his reaction to now being the number hero. Oh and yeah. And just like how upset he is that it wasn't that that's how he because got of his own skill. Yeah. That like, was, this episode was super real. That's the Vegeta complex right there. Like, if you can't beat the number one hero of your own power, what's the point of being number one? You didn't prove anything. Right. So right. that's a, definitely a struggle I can understand. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I yeah. Love I love it. I love it. It was, yeah, great episode. I need to go back and, and rewatch it with, um, with that's, Chris Sabat. That's sweet, sweet Chris Sabat. Mm, Daddy Sabat. <laughs> such a, Daddy Savage. Such, such a such a good moment. I mean, are we are we getting a, we're getting a new episode finally like next week? Um, for the dub in terms, well, or the sub. I, well, I don't think there was a new episode for the sub this week. I was on break. To see it and yeah, I'm gonna guess so. Okay, so the dub okay. was originally three weeks behind, so now it's actually two weeks behind, like it's supposed to be. <laughs> Unless it, like, snuck in there after I checked, but I don't think it did. Which is still, it's kind of bumming me out still that I have to wait two weeks <laughs> for a dub now. Like, I mean, I know it's, like, a lot of work. That's a ton of work, and See, to make that kind of turnaround. Uh, that's intense. that's why I, I waited. I'm like, if I can get through that initial hurdle of waiting once there's a new episode i'll have a new episode every week for the rest of the season yeah ideally um i mean now that i know the sub missed a week i'll probably just wait two more weeks yeah until like the next new episode comes on if we were like a like a season behind or something i would not be doing this (laughs) right yeah i watched super all the way to the end for goodness sake um so yeah, that's all I did for anime this week. So I got <clears throat> much further into Megalobox. How you liking it? Holy crap, this show is good. Yes! And I mean I'm already yes! like biased towards like boxing in general. But this show is so dynamic. Like all the characters are great. Um, you know, it's it's the truest of underdog stories. Yes. It's just so pure. It's yeah. so pure. It's like, you know, every shonen ever is kind of like an underdog, right? Thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, well, I mean they, the same, they but own it, that because he, right. his like initial like fighter's Excuse name me. was Stray Dog. <clears throat> right. And But wow. it's like, it's so like On the nose. tame compared to some other shonen, you know? It's not very yeah. silly or anything like that. It's very straightforward. It's only 13 episodes. Um, but man, in those 13 episodes, there's just, it's good old boxing, man. Oh yeah. You know, I think I'm just pretty arms close to yeah. being done. I think oh, I got like episode three episodes. 
That's why I forget. I think I'm on 10, so I... Okay, yeah. Tonight I'll start on 11, and I'll finish that up. It's really good. It's so good. And it's only 13 episodes, and that's the best part, right? Because yeah. it's just... It's nice to have a short anime every once in a while. It's really good. Really there good. are, like, a couple of things where, like, moments where they just kind of skipped around a bit. Yeah. And I feel like there were certain things that they expanded on that I wish they hadn't. Other things that, like, they didn't expand upon that I wish they did. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 13 episodes. It's pretty solid despite that. It's just really good. Right. It's got great action to it. There was, like, one or two parts that, like... <laughs> there's one fight in particular. I forgot who was fighting, but it just took me straight back to my favorite episode of Yu Yu Hakusho. Where they have the knife edge death match. Right. Granted, they had no knives and there was no edge and they weren't death matching in that episode. But, like, the um, the way they coordinated that fight really just reminded me of that. Right. So, if you haven't started yet, I highly recommend it. That's so does Logan. <laughs> that's, that's, you could, you could, you could do that in a week. You got time for that. You could do that in a week if you want. Don't I could knock us. that out in an afternoon. <laughs> I watched 20, 20 almost 80 episodes? episodes of Naruto in a three-week period. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> in two years, when you get done with Naruto, you should check it out. The sad <laughs> part is that two years is probably an accurate statement. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. It'll be another five years before they finish the dub. It just depends on what you want to watch. The dub is finished next middle of next year. They are 40 episodes away. They are they're still like a year away, though. That's because they release them in 13-episode sets only four times a year. First off, they need to just cut that out. That makes them all... You have, you have the, the source material now. It is done. This is the only way to watch the Finish dub outside of up. buying it on Amazon. There's no way for me to just stream it online, which is really depressing. They, they got a lot of work to do <laughs> yeah. to catch up to the modern era. Uh, what else you got? Um, so I watched another episode of Steins Gate Zero. That show is still good, and eventually you guys will know the joy. <laughs> Whatever! I'll get there. Logan Whatever. won't, because he doesn't like anime shows about cooking. Anime sucks! <laughs> I'm not watching anime anymore. It's bad, because Paul likes it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm the uh, ender of Logan's anime stint. I, I got Logan to stop being anime a weeb. Anime sucks again, guys! <laughs> For you losers, <laughs> freaking weebs! It's <laughs> the so last thing I watched. Um, I finished the arc I was on in Black Clover, and uh, they uh, they dialed it up, and then they just as quickly just boom back down. It's pretty darn good though. Not gonna lie. There's a game for that coming out soon, from Bandai Namco, I think. Who else would? make that you know they do all the nice good big anime games these days they've got all three big ones under their name they need to like slide um i can't even think of the protagonist's name anymore asta asta they need to just slide him in there and then especially midori maybe all might into jump force oh into jump force yeah like they they i think they've announced like three bleach characters no one cares about bleach anymore bleach is over <laughs> If, if it was, if you put Ichigo up there and then Midoriya and ask me which one I want, Midoriya, all the way, like, 
Ichigo can go emo no, in a corner. Absolutely no way that Midoriya will not be in Jump Force. He's gonna be in there. They're waiting for like so? a big reveal moment. Yeah. He's one of the I'm biggest properties. Yeah. Right. Asta, like uh, with Black Clover, I I guess I don't care if they make a game or not. Like I I enjoy watching the show, but I don't think I'd play a game for it. I was just curious if that was like an interesting prospect to you at all. Because I think it's an RPG. That actually might be interesting. I'll have to look into that then. Yeah, because it's not just a fighting game. It's a it's an RPG. I assumed it would be another anime <laughs> fight, but I guess when I think about it, I step back. Like everyone's magic is drastically different from one another, and so in terms of a fighter, like I'm sure it could be interesting, but not like eh. But as an RPG, they could do some really cool things with that. Okay. I think, like, in this last arc, um, there is a character that, like, has mirror magic, so he can reflect things. Um, there is a teleporter. And then you have, like, one or two that are focused on, like, assault. You know, they have very good offensive magic. Mm -hmm. And you also have Asta, who... Yells. Well, the thing with Asta... <laughs> yes, he yells. A lot. <laughs> I don't think, like, the voice actor has had to deliver a line not yelling. Isn't his, is he voiced day. by Vic Mignogna? Is he? I thought he was. I did not pick up on that at all, but that, me, just, uh, that just shows Vic's range. Let me look that Dude, up. He's also hey, Broly, by the me. way. Well, yeah. That reminds me of um, uh, Spike Spencer doing uh, Shinji Ikari. Just, like, how many times that man had to, like, scream into the microphone. I'm pretty sure he, like, lost his voice several times <laughs> while he was recording the dub. Is he voiced by Loki? <laughs> <laughs> um, just to finish up, though, wrap up my thought. Um, Asta is magicless, but that actually gives him an advantage because a lot of characters rely on sensing other people's mana to figure out what their attack is going to be or locate them. You have this character without mana at all who's able to just kind of sneak around and if they can't see him, they don't know where he's at. On top of that, he's also... His only uh, his only offense, on top of just being cut because he works out, dude lifts, you know, um, he has an anti-magic sword. And uh, so he's able to cut through a lot of people's spells. And no, he's not voiced by Vic. It's Dallas Reed. My mistake. Dallas Reed. That's a very that's a type of name that I can't uh, I can't <coughs> explain what it reminds me of here. <laughs> use use inference. But yeah, so was Black Clover. I think an RPG for that would be interesting. Sweet. Um, that moves us on into the games. Uh, I have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the list here, uh, but since Friday, I didn't really get a chance over the weekend to play much more. Um, I'm still making my way through Chapter 6. The game's still great. You know, I'm still loving it. So I I, I really hope like I can finish it within the next two weeks because um, I want to be done before that DLC pack comes out, but I don't think it comes out until December. If it does come out in December, uh, well, sorry, but Smash Bros. Um, yeah. I mean, you can pick it up, and you'll you'll get around to it when 
<laughs> Smash Brothers is never going to wear off. Never mind. It's, it's a prequel, <laughs> too, so it's not like as urgent as if it was a sequel. Right. Um, uh, I also bought Inside on Nintendo Switch and finished it in one night. Um, it's not it's a really long short game. game. Very, very short. Very um, short. For those of you who don't know, Inside is from the same people who made Limbo. Um, no, no, Limbo is. It Google is a it. spiritual successor to Limbo. Um, using pretty much the exact same gameplay. <laughs> you run, you jump, yeah. you hold things, and you push things. But it's really compelling, and they do a lot of zany things with this one. It is a 3D visual style that has very muted colors um, with a very like harsh sense of shadow and light uh, that I think plays really well to the game. Um the story has been a point of contention amongst the community when this game first came out. When I, uh, I remember it well too. Logan, did you? You've played through this, correct? Yes, yes, what, I have. Did you play this at launch? When did you play it? I did not play it at launch. Um, I played it like a few months ago. I was back home and I uh, hopped on my younger brother's computer and he had inside and I just sat for a few hours and I played through it. Yeah. I think this is a great fit for Nintendo Switch, but really, what game isn't anymore? Um, right. Yeah. I was really, really gripped by the visuals and just trying to figure out what was happening in the story because it doesn't tell you anything by narrative means. You have to infer everything by what you see. Yeah, yeah, no, but they do a really good job of establishing the atmosphere and and kind of like putting you in situations you're like what the heck is going on and you kind of have to just like what? the what? final act was incredible went in a direction i was not anticipating um it does some stuff with the gameplay in that final act that was super cool and i don't feel like i got enough time with it um when i finished the game i really was left wanting more because i was having a lot of fun <laughs> Right. Um, luckily, this game has two endings. You get the second ending. I didn't ending. know that until today. There is fif- 14 or 15 collectibles in the game that you can find by kind of getting off the beaten path and you know solving these puzzles that are not exactly um, made apparent in your first run through. And the reason I say that is because I beat the game without ever finding a single collectible or even knowing they existed. Yeah, same, same. Uh, but if you collect all of them at a certain point in the last act of the game, a different route will become apparent, and you can do a different ending of the game, which I hear is much different than the one you get. I want to play this game again, then. Yeah, I'm going to go I through wanna... it again. It took me about three or four hours total, I want to say, to get through the yeah. story. I might even just look up a guide if there is one and just kind of finish it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it might be very hard to get through it without having a guide, actually, right. so I would recommend that. Right. How much did it cost on Switch? Uh, 20 bucks. Not bad. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know there was... I didn't know this game existed. I didn't say in people. Yes. Uh, it was yeah. a game changer. 2016. Yeah. They talked about it on NVC, which is what uh, sparked me to purchase it. I mean, I'd already wanted to play it, um, but uh, PC was my was really my only option up till now so getting it on switch yeah. was was kind of the selling point it's funny like when a game is launched on switch that's when i want to get it these days um logan looks like you have a person in the chat for you oh do i that's pretty cool i'll look at that in a sec 
Um, I'm like stuck between like I'm like trying to alt tab and I I got the flow screwed up. This time, oh, this week, like, Logan's the one with 50 tabs. So. I'm, fum I'm fumbling. I'm fumbling with things. On top of inside. Um... <laughs> okay, I just saw it. Hi, Katie's friend. <laughs> I've right, also been playing continue. a lot of Pokemon Go. And you guys actually played Pokemon Go this weekend, too. Uh, actually, yeah. Real quickly, I want to go full dad mode, even though I'm not a dad at all. If you're going outside for extended periods of time, or sunblock. I'm not smart. I did not do that. I'm sunburned. I hate I, my life. I anticipate be, that I'll wake be smarter up, than I am. I'll wake up in the morning with a little bit of burn after today. Uh, yeah, I played Pokemon Go and it was a good time. Catching all those Squirtles yesterday was a blast. Blastoise. Um, yeah, I went out today as well. Did I you end up with Blastoise, the... Paul? No. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm lucky I caught all five Squirrels I needed. Yeah. So, did you catch the shiny Blastoise, or did you catch a shiny Squirtle? I then... caught a shiny Squirtle. And okay, that's it. what happened to me, too. I caught a, a shiny Squirtle, and I was like, wait a minute. He's a little bit more pale, and his, I and his got shell these is the wrong squirtles. color. What is this? And then I, I grew him up, and he became purple. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have three Blastoises. I have a regular, fully evolved Blastoise, a shiny, fully evolved Blastoise, <laughs> and, and I have the the fully evolved Blastoise oh, with the so sunglasses. Um, my very last catch of the day, or my last research Squirtle, I was so mad because I wanted a shiny sunglasses Squirtle, and my very last research task after the event was over was a shiny sunglasses Squirtle. I was so That's happy. That's rare stuff, man. That's so rare. That's so good. I'm so jealous. I think they said it was a 1 in 20 chance for shiny Squirtles yesterday. So, like, okay. it, it, was, it was pretty high as far as shinies go. And the day before right. that was shiny Articuno Day, which I did not go out for, because um, it was raids only. Um, oh, right. I, I probably caught up to 300 squirtles yesterday. It was a lot. And uh, did you, I used... I, I had lucky eggs. Um, and apparently, mm. I didn't even realize this when I used it. During that four-hour window... Oh, there's Paul's squirtles. These, I just got all these normal squ I did get a, a war turtle. There you go. Evolve for that guy, but... <laughs> there you go. Well, if we get our friend, well, I guess you know my my three blastoises are kind of important to me. If I had a fourth blastoise, I would I'd probably give you one. <laughs> oh, Look oh, Mister Mister Three Blastoise can't spare one. I caught five shinies. I'm trading oh, you a shiny Squirtle. I could hardly catch just nobody a regular Squirtle, man. Nobody feels sorry that you live in the middle. And that there's no Pokestops or no Pokemon anywhere. I send you gifts every day, man. Trying to make sure that items are I, stocked I, for you. I, you know, I. That being said, you you know you bring up the gifts. I I appreciate some of the uh, things that they have added. Um, you know, in the past, just recently, you know, to Pokemon Go to make it an even more social. Uh, thing like you know i haven't ever done any raids right but then you realize okay the raids are you'll work together to try to beat this thing so you can get legendary pokemon and then i can send gifts to you now and then if we're together i can trade with you and that makes that makes the whole prospect of pokemon go a lot more compelling this Whereas is like... really exciting when it you know that summer when it first launched oh so much fun a lot of fun friendships uh, and trading it... feels like the the missing link all this time yeah. 
Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, the more trading so, you do and the more like gift sending you do, the higher your friendship level with that person goes up. And right. the higher it goes up, the more benefits you get. So um, when you're Almost battling... There you go. Yeah, when you're battling, all these gifts. when you're battling in gyms or you're battling in raids, if you're playing with friends that you have higher friendship levels with, you'll do more damage. Um, I think you'll have more defense. And in the case of doing a raid, uh, when you complete a raid, you're given a certain number of premier balls based on your personal performance, your performance as a team, either Instinct, Valor, or Mystic. Um, mm. So team comp is important in raids. Um, and then you're also given extra Pokeballs if you're playing with your friends with higher friendship levels, up to four extra ones, I think. Oh. Um, so, like, after you've completed the raid, you have to use those Premier Balls. Those are the only Pokeballs you get to catch the, the raid Pokemon. Um, so that's an added element. So they've actually added a ton of value to going out with your friends on top right. of just going out in general. So yeah. we went out, my my wife and I and two of her friends went out, and we, we all went as a group, and it was fun. I can't believe... Oh, dang, it's time to move so the more yeah. Pokemon goes good. I mean, okay, so, okay, that's, there's a new motivation, right? Uh, so if anybody doesn't know, really hard here at the Break Room Arcade, uh, to make this kind of stuff into something that eventually pays out and eventually uh, makes it something we can do full-time. Um and one of the uh, advantages of that is um, we would be able to all be together. And then we could play Pokemon Go whenever we wanted. So go over to our Patreon and... Uh, when you Patreon, you bring friends together. Become a patron. You help and, Paul uh, get away together. from middle of nowhere, <laughs> Wisconsin, to where there's actual Pokemon Go activity. You actual Pokemon stops. make our lives better, even just by watching. So thank Regardless, you. we still love uh, you, yeah. And the... Enable us to play Pokemon Go together. So... <laughs> Yesterday was the most people I've ever seen out playing Pokemon Go at once since the game launched. To me, that's an incredible feat. That yeah. uh, it's still, it's still in its height. Like it dipped down for a while, but ever since Let's Go was revealed, it just like shot back up. Yeah, I, I think it'll continually pick up. Well, that was uh, a good announcement to highlight all the features they had just like recently added at that time too. Yeah, I mean, like since like. From that announcement um, to the last time I had played, they added raids, they tweaked the gym battle system, and then just a few weeks after that, they added friends and trading. Um, Pull up Dratini Community Day, though. Uh, I missed out on Dratini Community Day, but I also already have a Damn Dragon Knight. I, I don't. I've I, been, I've, I can't I, believe I have My buddy Pokemon's Dr Dratini because I need to... <laughs> you have a Dragonair, don't you? The... Yeah. One of the big problems with playing Pokemon Go is when you play candies. on a phone like this, um, even if it's at 100%, that's maybe an hour or two. I get away with card. three hours by using this guy. Oh! Yeah, I would I love able to be able to, to turn off my hours. phone. So you don't have to have your phone on for it to track the... Yeah. What do you call it? You can catch Pokemon. You can... Use Pokestops. Um, it actually will hatch eggs. Like, it's tracking your distance walked. Right, right. So you can do just about everything except gym battles and raids with this thing. 
So you just press you just press the button, right? Yep, and it'll change colors based on what's you happening. Right. Blue oh, so it'll indicate whether it's like a, there's a Pokemon. It's blue or... for Pokestop, green for Pokemon. Yellow for colors. a new Pokemon. Oh. So if my if this ever turns yellow, I'll actually pull my phone out and capture the Pokemon manually because this is a 50-50 shot. You get one chance. Just every time? Yep. Okay. And does it, I'm guessing it uses your stock of Pokeballs. Yes, and interestingly enough, it only uses Pokeballs. It will not throw Great Balls and not throw Ultra Balls. Ah, okay. So. 50 so, But it's just a 50-50 chance. From from what I can tell, it's a 50-50 chance, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's made it really nice for me because I can just kind of go out, not worry about my phone, still get progress in the game, and, uh, you know, I get to walk around with my wife, and we can focus on each other more than focusing on the game. Right, Aww. right. Well, maybe I'll get the, um, because the, the controller, the new controller for Let's Go does the same thing, right? Yep, it'll be a Pokemon Go Plus. Right. And you can recharge it. This runs on, like, a, a button battery. Right. Good times. So, yeah, that's Pokemon Go. That's fantastic. Where's sunscreen? <laughs> Don't get burnt. Don't get Don't burnt get... like Paul got burnt. Do you want melanoma? I'm going <laughs> to die now. Yeah, it's out of, it's guaranteed that you get melanoma. You're going to die now. I've, I already, I got it, you know. Oh, you already have melanoma? You, you've you yeah. conferred? You've uh, talked to a doctor about this? Yep. All right. But it's real stuff, though, so seriously, sunscreen people, I care about you. So where are you at with games, Paul? Uh, so around Pokemon Go, I played a little bit of Payday 2 with Logan. Payday 2! I still really like that game. <laughs> it's it's really a good. good game. It's a good game. It's a lot of fun. Josiah actually started playing it because we had been. He's like, I forgot how good this game is. It's a really good game. Like just the randomization to some of those, uh, some of those missions, like right. keeps you, can you do going back and trying to and figure out. It. it keeps changing, so like you can figure out like the pattern. You know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen? You know where you what you need to do next. You don't know where you have to go for, which is cool. If right. I did that, if I if I open this up right now, that whole lot of nothing. Oh, Brandon sent me a gift. <laughs> whole lot of nothing though. There's there's that one Pokestop, and if I'm not anywhere near that, there are no Pokemon. This place sucks. I mean, I love it. This is such a great area to raise kids or something. <laughs> to play Pokemon. Right. <laughs> not for not good for Pokemon. Um, so in addition to Payday 2, though, I played more Hollow Knight, and holy crap, that game, guys. Yeah, I that's like going to be a lot. good things about it. That's going to be my game after I'm finished with Xenoblade cuz you're right, man. That game's fantastic. I found the map to the third area. And so now I got to I got to figure out where the boss is. I got a new skill or skill. Yeah. Um I'm able to dash now. Oh, oh that's nice. So I I got that that's actually like really been a game changer for me and it, this... it helps like certain a lot of the game is learning patterns, especially for like the mini bosses and whatnot. Sorry, Logan. Oh, uh, this game has a lot of like Mega Man in it. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Uh, 
And at I, least that's I, that's what I've heard. At least, or maybe, I feel like maybe you I've keep the uh, in the tightness like, of the platforming. Maybe I wouldn't say. I will say that, well. like I think you keep expanding. Like you keep finding skills, and you keep kind of growing your repertoire. Uh, right. So I guess in that vein, I could maybe see that. I I, I would say it's more Metroidvania. Um, but the okay, combat yeah. is very tight. That might be where people are getting that too. That's actually what I was gonna talk about. Like, I've I've started to encounter more like mini bosses, and they all have very like you have to learn attack patterns. Right. Actually, even for like the little guys, you have to learn like in the area I'm at now that they use jellyfish. And the little ones, you're you're safe to run up and just you know slice and dice without these bigger ones you hit them and suddenly they're launching at you like a missile like the core of them and they have this giant explosion and so you can try and hit them and then run and like find cover before it hits you chances are though like i'm really bad at dodging them so i just i started to learn how to um but like there was one mini boss in particular that like he's got a shield you run up you hit that then he'll go to attack. Sometimes um, he'll he'll do like the first swing, and he's got good reach. Um, but he'll like lower to the ground, and then he'll swing again. And so like, hopefully you'll hit him. He'll do the he'll do his attack. You can run in, hit him once, and then hopefully he won't attack you again. <laughs> now with the dash, what I'm able to do is dash out when he starts the attack, dash in and attack. And so I've, I've I've seen a lot. I haven't quite mastered it offensively, but I know it's got a lot of potential. For I'm it. glad that there's a dash in the game because, like, when I was playing, I felt like that was kind of the missing piece of my combat repertoire because you needed a good counter move because you don't have one. Yeah. The only downside to it so far is that it is linear. No, like, direction to it. Oh, okay. And so that threw me off a little bit. It's not as great for platforming. They still use it that way you can still get places that you couldn't without it but it throws me off because i like i want to like go at angles and i can't <laughs> well that's a very deliberate design decision and i kind of like that they're placing a limit on you i'm gonna guess that if there's any direction to it it's going to be like a later expansion to your skill set yeah i could mm -hmm. see that that's a big if does this game have side quests or is it just story quests there is a lot of things on the side that you can choose to do or ignore i don't know if they're necessarily like set apart like missions but okay like, a lot of this game is discovery you just keep exploring the area and finding oh hey i didn't go here oh hey i haven't gone there more like some more like zelda i guess yeah okay and so like i i still have to backtrack to the first two areas i was in because i know like I just got in, beat the boss, got out, <laughs> and I need to, I need to fix that. All right. I know there's, like, one area in the first, like, space that you go in there, and there's, like, this giant worm on top of this giant, like, structure. Big worm. And you're just crying. Binding advisor? He's just by himself crying, and uh, you, you start to find these little in random areas and you free them and then they show up there and when you walk through they start giving you money 
So there's plenty of stuff like outside of the main like beat the boss, find the next area, find the map, find the boss, find the next area. Yeah, there, there's plenty to do. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Hollow Knight. I remember being surprised at the 35-hour completion time. There's a lot to it. I dig it. All right, Logan, what do you got? Uh, well, in addition to Pokemon Go and Payday 2 this past week, uh, I got the... Um, the... What's the word? I, oh, I don't know why I keep wanting to say advantage, um, but that's not the right word. I got the opportunity. That's the right word. Opportunity this week uh, to play some games that I've been wanting to play, but I haven't found... Uh, many people who were free to play Borderlands 2, uh, but thankfully, uh, Dream didn't tell me you were playing Borderlands 2, otherwise, I would have been. Uh, Dream Drop in the chat. Uh, if he's still watching, me and him played some Borderlands 2. I'm jelly. Um, and then we also played a little bit of Schoolgirls, school uh, which uh, I was kind of getting into, but I couldn't get my controller set up, and it's a fighter. Uh, and so having a controller or a fight stick uh, would be nice uh, for that kind of game. Careful, and, Levi wants to play uh, Borderlands with us. Um, He's hurt. We will play a little Borderlands. I'm pretty sure he was playing on uh, PS, or not on PS4, but on PC, so I, I don't think that would work. Buddy. Right. I lost my copy of Borderlands PlayStation 4, otherwise I would be playing. Did you say he is or he isn't playing on PC? I said he is playing on PC, not PS4. But Levi's playing on PS4. I'm playing on PC. Oh, I thought or... you were talking about Levi when you said that. So no. I was like, wait, why is it a problem he's playing PC? No, I, I get you now. Yeah, no, I have both Borderlands game, Borderlands uh, on the PC, both the first two, not the pre-sequel. Um, and I haven't finished either, uh, but... Borderlands 2 is apparently the better one, so I'm just going to start playing that anyway. Um, we yeah, used to and, done start attacking that together. Yeah. Friendship. So, um, that's how I played week. It was a it was a pretty light in terms of games. I just I went out a lot and I walked and I played Pokemon Go, uh, which is definitely a good thing. I could definitely. I mean, you look look at me now. Look at me now. I'm I'm pale. I'm pasty. I mean, I think that's partially the white balance, but um, I can assure you, I'm pretty white. So I, uh, I, I gained a lot of color over the last couple weekends. <laughs> I got a lot of color, but it's not the fun color. It's just red. It's just red. Everything matches hurts. your shirt. Um, so that about does it for this week's show. Um, still haven't quite figured out how to not have a plus two hour podcast, but we're getting better. Um. We started there's, late. there's shorter content. We did start if, late too. if you want to watch something that's less than two hours, you can go watch some of the videos we've uploaded uh, that we will be <laughs> uploading constantly and forever uh, because that is the life that we've chosen. Watch us throughout the week. Let's break it up. Watch a half hour here. Sprinkle it in. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting sources. So if you're, you know, if you're not able to sit down and, you know, watch an entire VOD or you can't watch it live, there's plenty of ways to listen to this show. If you give us Or if you just want to hear our beautiful voices. If you yeah. want to help us out, we could really use um some high ratings on on those podcasting sources, especially or Apple Podcasts. Just average ones if you but if you, if it's lower, you know, we 
it doesn't help us that much. Don't don't feel the need. <laughs> if you're not gonna rate us a five, don't rate us, okay? <laughs> we don't have any ratings as is. If you guys give us less than a five, that's gonna reflect reflect really really badly. So if you want to give us a five, go on all these podcasting services or whichever one you use. Give us a five. Give us a, a perfect score, a recommendation. Share us with your friends, the- all that other good <laughs> stuff. Join our Discord and give us money on Patreon because we need it. Because we're going to wow, be demanding, and you're going to be along for the ride. Welcome. Also, there are some cool on- stuff if you go to our Patreon or us that way. Um, there's a lot of tasty rewards. But don't feel that you have to. We do appreciate it. it does help us out a lot. But you being here is enough. <laughs> Um, if you are a fan of the Nintendo Stuff podcast, another podcast that we do, all dedicated to Nintendo Stuff, we... what are we doing for that this weekend? We have a, an interesting... we have a different setup, because I'll be going up to see Paul, so I won't be here. Um, we... that one might end up being a pre-recorded show. Uh, we will upload that to YouTube, as well as putting that on our podcast sources. Um... Do feel that you have to donate. Thanks, Dream Drop. Um, you heard it from Dream Drop. So definitely look forward to that. Uh, Sunday night, there will be a, I think it's Jump Fest or Jump Carnival stream. Um, they're going to play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Mario Tennis Aces, some kind of championship. Um, might stream that just to see, you know. I also like watching Smash competition, so I'll let you know if yeah. that's going to happen. Um, we'll let you know what's going on with Nintendo stuff. There will be an episode, just the way you receive it might be a little different this week, but we'll go back to normal uh, the week after that. Going back to podcasting services, tonight's episode and last Friday's Nintendo stuff go up tomorrow. Yeah, so definitely check all of that out. Um, this has been a great the breakdown podcast we had a lot to talk about um look forward in the coming weeks we'll be doing an episode dedicated to shokugeki no soma where we will have good old our good old friend rogers base guesting on the show um we'll probably have him talk about his experience at anime expo that he was at uh over this last weekend um oh nice catch there Logue. Yeah, we'll see if it's actual catch though. oh yeah you got it it's gonna break out I mean, regardless, if you're not watching the video version, he definitely caught it. Yeah. It was super impressive. I just forget. It's like, Sorry, you missed the video it. stuff, so I do stuff, and then like, nobody actually knows what's happening. So there must be some sort of disconnect on the audio-only version. So I feel like it's got to be a little bit fun because of that, though. <laughs> what are they laughing about? What are oh, these maybe guys? I should go on YouTube and watch the... YouTube.com slash the Breakroom Arcade. Um, yeah, so that's this week's episode. Make sure to join us um, next Monday, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, same time as always, uh, for another episode of the Breakdown Podcast, where we'll talk about our favorite movies, TV, anime, and video games that we experienced over the last week. And with that, don't break your backs, break in the games. But for now, break time's over. We'll see you next week. Go away! Do something with your life! <laughs> Except watching this show. <laughs>